Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome again to Anointed and Appointed Word Ministry with Brother Norman Woodard. I am Brother Norman, and I'll be sharing an anointed and appointed word that will change, challenge, and charge a character to make an impact in this world for the kingdom of God and our Father in heaven. I'd like to special thanks to Bishop-elect Stephen and Ann Butterfield, who allows me to come before you every Saturday morning and break bread with you. Amen. They have a program which comes on every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the name of their program is Turn on the Light Broadcast. Turn on the Light Broadcast with Bishop-elect Stephen and Ann Butterfield, which comes on every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They're also the assistant pastors at Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia, where the leaders are Archbishop Ruth W. Smith, who is also the co-founder, and their senior pastor is Pastor Osterbach Hartman, with his wife, Lady E. Hartman. They have services every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. with Sunday school, and 10 a.m. begins their worship service. They have Bible studies every Wednesday at noon, actually every Every Wednesday at noon, you can call into this number, 917-388-4161, and listen to their Bible study live. They also have Bible studies at their locations, Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's Light of the World, Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia. You can catch them on Facebook, YouTube, and the website is comingtothelight.org. It's comingtothelight.org. I want to give out a shout-out to my niece, Elena Alexander, who graduated this past Monday. Our brother Anthony, his daughter, and also his mother, Miss Bertha Cameron, celebrated a birthday a few days ago. So just want to give out those couple of shout-outs. Love y'all. God bless you. Before we get into the Word, we're going to hear a song. Amen. look around and it brings me to tears God is real but the world is cold people lose faith in the preacher cause he got problems of his own and we've lost respect for the teacher because our passion is gone and nobody cares about the they say she's better left alone And they walk right by the homeless But they'll give a dog a home As crazy as it seems I'm not surprised And we've been messing up For a long time But God should not be judged For the things that men does He's a real God it's a cold world Brother Bobby just asked the question Oh, what's going on? Yeah. 
bless you. Anybody want to hear those words? Well done. Thou good and faithful servant. Full over a few things. Now, I'm going to make you ruler over men. You can come on in. Glory to God. To hear those words. Come on in. Hallelujah. As we talked about last week, the final change 
the final change, the when, when we are resurrected, when we all the Lord in the sky, receiving our new body, our tailor-made new clothes for our new body. And then to hear him say on the day of judgment, you can come on in because your name is written in the book of life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know about you. But I'm living to live again. Hallelujah. Living to live again. Well, thank you once again for calling in. We're going to go ahead and get into the word. Amen. Coming out in the book of Psalms. Psalm the 119th chapter, verse 11. Psalm 119 and 11. And it reads, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalm is written by King David. So this is what David is, is, is saying to God. He said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The title of the message this morning is Reverential Fear. Reverential Fear. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, once again for watching over us as we lay down the rest before you. Thank you for charging your angels to be encamped around about, protecting us, keeping us in their care, Father, watching over us, fighting off all the fiery darts of the enemy, keeping us from all harm and danger. Thank you, Father, for your, your word, Father, your word that saves, your word that heals, your word that delivers, your word that sets free those who are bound and captive in what we call sin. Thank you, Father, for waking us up this morning to see another glorious day that you have made. For we shall rejoice and be glad in it, Father, for giving us another chance to glorify you, to praise you, to lift you up, to magnify you, to represent you, Father, as your sons and daughters. Thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus, that you sent to be the propitiation for our sin, to stand in the gap for us, Father, to take the sins of the world to the cross, defeating death, hell, and the grave, conquering sin, blood that was shed, his body that was beaten and bruised. And thank you, Father, for even allowing Jesus to go to hell for us. But he didn't go just to stay there. He went on a mission to take the keys of hell from Satan, stripping him of all of his power, God. And, Father, thank you for raising Jesus up on the third day with all power in his hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for receiving Jesus into heaven 
with his sinless, precious, conquering blood. Seating him on your right hand. You sent to be our comforter, our guide, our teacher. And thank you for you, Father. Almighty God, our Father. Thank you for considering us, Father. For creating us, for calling us your own, Father. Thank you for offering us the gift of salvation. That we may have access to you. For all eternity. Father, we receive your word. Help us to apply to our lives. That you may get your glory, Father. And as we live, to live again. Hear those words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Now, I'm going to make you ruler over many. You can come on in. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Reverential fear. Psalm 119 and 11. I want to read that again. I want to read it in the message translation. Psalm 119 and 11. I want to read it in the message translation. And it reads, I banked your promises in the vault of my heart. So I won't send myself bankrupt. Listen to that. He said, I've banked your promises in the vault of my heart. I used to actually work in the bank. And there's a place in the bank called the vault. That that that's a place where 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 no one is allowed. Only only certain people have access to that particular area. That that's the place where a certain amount of money is kept. So David is saying, your word have I hidden in my heart. Your 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 word, your your promises have I locked away in the vault of my heart. Not not just in my heart, but in that 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 secret place, that that place where no one else has access to, how much the word of God means to him. This this is this is how much he he values the word of God. How much? Is the word of God worth to you? Do you value the word of God? He said, this 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 word that that you've given me I'm not just going to 
put it anywhere. No, I'm going to treasure it in the vault of my heart, inner place, where only you have access to. And then he goes on to say, So I won't send myself bankrupt. So I won't send myself bankrupt. Listen to that. We've all heard of bankruptcy. We all know what it means. But David is saying, this word means so much to me that I'm not going to allow my works, my life, to bankrupt. In Proverbs, Proverbs 4th chapter, let's go there. Proverbs 4th chapter, going at verse 20, and it reads, My son, attend to my word. Incline thine ear unto my saying. Let them not depart from thine eye. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. There it is. Attend to my words. Pay close attention to them. Incline thine ear unto my saying. I want you to really listen. Don't just hear what I'm saying, but but listen. Let them not depart from thine eye. Stay fixed on it. Stay focused. Don't look to the left or the right. Look straight ahead. Keep your eyes on my word. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. That's where I want you to place my word, in the midst of your heart. That's why David said, thine word have I hid in my heart. He was only being obedient. Hiding God's word in the heart is being obedient because that's what he said. He said, keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. The word of God is life. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, their spirit and their life. Another translation says that the the word of God is a lie, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. 
you need healing, it's in the Word. In the Word. As a matter of fact, he said, I, I sent my word that they might be healed. Verse 23 reads, keep thy heart with all diligence. So, so I, I want you to, to, to keep my word in the midst of your heart. But then also, Keep thy heart with all diligence. Want you to guard your heart, protect it, watch over it. For out of it are the issues of life. What's in you, come out of you. What's in you is what's going to come out of you. Thy heart with all diligence, with everything in you. Protected, guarded, watch over. That's why he said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you, God. He said, I might not sin against you. Listen to this. All transgression of the word of God is sin against God. I I, I really want us to get this. All transgression of the word of God is sin against God. So, so David is saying, when, 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 whenever I sin, it's really against you, God. It's not just a, oops, I messed up, or my bad, or I'm sorry. I apologize. No, D- David was one. When 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 he repented, when 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 he asked God for forgiveness, sometimes God had to tell him, "Look, son, just." Get on up. You you you've been down there long enough. He he cried out to God. He he really felt sorry for the sins that he committed. Because he understood that he was sinning against God. And, and and look at this. Sin affects both God and man. Sin affects both God and man. Well, well, how does it affect God? Because it robs God of his creative purposes in blessing man eternally. It robs God. Sin robs 
God. It, 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 it causes God not to be able to bless us because it separates us from it. That's what sin does. It separates us from the see, 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 God is connected to us in our heart. That, that's, that's why it says over in, in Romans. Romans 8. Romans 8, verse 9 and 10. Let's look at it. Actually, let's start at verse. Let's start at verse, verse 7. It says, because the carnal mind, actually we start at verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death. Carnally minded is death. That's separation right there. That's why we must have the mind of Christ. For to be carnally minded is death. Spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Listen to that. The carnal mind is enmity with God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. The carnal mind cannot even obey The law of God. You know when, when you when you when you come across someone and you ask, what's what's wrong with them? Why 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 are they acting that way? Because they're carnal minded. A carnal mind cannot obey the law of God. It fights against the law of God. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. That's what a corner-minded person is. A person that's in the flesh. And because they're in the flesh, they cannot please God. Pleasing God is obeying God. So they cannot please God because they can't obey God Because they're in the flesh, they're carnally minded. But verse 9 says, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. I, I, I wish people would stop saying that we're all God's children. God's children are those who have accepted Jesus, their elder brother, as their Lord and Savior. Therefore, being adopted 
into the family of God. Those are the ones who are children of God. All of us are God's creation. But not everyone is God's children. It says, now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, if they have not received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. Meaning that you 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 don't react. Because a dead body doesn't move. You can kick a dead body. You can roll it over. You can do whatever you want to do to it. But it's not going to react. Christ being you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. See, see who who, who you see this 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 flesh is not actually who we are. We are spirit. who lives in body and possesses a soul. So if if you're in Christ, if if you're born again, it's not you. The 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 outer appearance. That's living. It's not the body. It's the spirit. The spirit of Christ. The the spirit of life. That's dwelling in. Verse 11 reads. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. If you live after the flesh, the destination is death. Not just physically, but spiritually. If you, through the spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Only those who are led by the Spirit of God are God's children. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Those 
who who bear witness with the Spirit, that Holy Spirit, they are the children of God. Just wanted to point that out. Now, now let's let's look at let's look at Romans ten, starting at verse eight. Romans ten, starting at verse eight, and it reads, "But but what saith it? The word is nigh thee." even in thy mouth and in thy heart. Talking about God's word being hidden in our heart. But what saith it? The word is not thee. Even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart Man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. That's why it says it robs God of his creative purposes in blessing man eternally and robs man of such blessings. Sin really affects all creation, which man was created to rule under God for the highest good of all. That's what happened in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve lost. their position as rulers of having dominion once sin entered. So God can't bless us When we sin, because it separates us, that there's no connection. But it says, I've sinned against you, God, when I sin. So I'm going to. Take your word. I'm going to hide it in my heart. In that place where only you are allowed. I'm going to protect it, guard it. 
because it's my treasure. Because it's it's worth my salvation is worth my eternity. It's worth my life. Reverential feet. Reverential fear is saying, I honor you, God. I respect you. I worship you. I adore you. Let's look at Psalm. Psalm 111 and verse 9. Psalm 111 and verse 9. And it reads, He sent redemption unto his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverent is his name. Now, in Revelation, it says that the angels in heaven are repeating. Holy, 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 day and night. Matter of fact, it's neither day nor night in heaven. Continuously repeating, holy, holy. Holy, Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever, The four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, Lord. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. So, so, so when it says that his name is holy and reverent, look at that. Verse 9, he sent redemption unto his people. He had commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverent is his name. That's why I, I personally, this is, this is just me, because I'm, I'm, I'm taking this, this word literally. It says, holy and reverend is his name. Now, now there, there's, there's a title 
where people call someone Holy Father. People actually call someone the Holy Father. And there are titles where people call others reverend such and such. But but this scripture right here, I I take it literally. This is just for me. I personally don't call someone reverend such and such. I will call them pastor or bishop or elder or minister or brother or apostle or prophet. But I personally don't call anyone reverend such and such because of this scripture right here. And even if someone may say I'm taking it out of context, that's my conviction. Because it says holy and reverend, then it goes on to say in verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. Says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So so this this word that, that I hid in my heart Because of the the fear that I have, this 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 reverential fear, this 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 fear that that saying I, I respect you, God, I, I, I honor you so much that I'm not going to sin against you. That's the beginning of wisdom. And a good understanding have all they that do his commandments. See, I understand that if I obey him, then I shall have the good of the land. If if I obey him, then I have access to him. If if I obey him, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up in judgment, I shall condemn. Because it is my heritage because my righteousness is of him through his son Jesus Christ. If if I obey him I can do all things through Christ which if I obey him We must have the reverential fear of God. We must take his word, his promise. It it, it said, in another translation, his promises. But then, the promises of God are already yea and amen. So if if we take his promises that are already yes 
and amen. Amen means it is done. His promises are already done. That's why we must guard it, protect it, because sin separates us from the promises of God. So once we understand that God is holy, that he's reverent, that he's all-powerful, not just loving and caring, but he's all-powerful. And we don't want to be on the other side of that power. Because that's called judgment. Sin must be judged. So thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you, God. Because I have this reverential fear of you. I don't want to be separated from you. I don't want to be separated from your promises. I don't want to be separated from your salvation. I want to be separated from living eternity with you because I have reverential fear. You for giving us access to you. Thank you for sending your word. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Thank you for sending Holy Spirit. Now, Father, by heads and speak with authority that thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against. Because I love you, I honor you, I adore you, I respect you, and I have reverential fear. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Anointed and appointed word ministry. With Brother Norman Woodard, walk in your authority, claim your inheritance, and hide God's word, his promises in your heart that you might sin against him because you have reverential fear of him. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.